0: The lesson today is the betrayed priest, and we find this in Matthew chapter 26. Now, as Jesus and his disciples left the upper room, Jesus embarked on the final leg of his journey to the cross. He entered the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing all his disciples would fail to stand and watch and pray. He knew Peter would deny him three times. He was utterly alone. But he never wavered. I mean, in the garden, Jesus did what Adam could not do. He stood against the devil and bowed his will to the fathers. By doing so, he brought many sons to glory. The first part of the lesson is the Son of Man predicts abandonment. And we find this in Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 to 35. Then Jesus said to them, Tonight all of you will fall away because of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone falls away because of you, I will never fall away. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you, and all the disciples said the same thing. Jesus' suffering ran the gamut of all human experiences. He truly was the man of sorrows, who became like us in every way except without sin. Whatever we suffer, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, we have a God who understands that pain and he can help us when we are there. If you know the hurt of abandonment, Jesus does too. The night of his arrest, Jesus knew all his disciples would fail him. Quoting Zechariah chapter 13 verse 7, he told them that they would fall away. Though they didn't believe him, there must have been some comfort in knowing that what was about to happen was the fulfillment of scripture. It was the path laid out for him, the path he chose, and the path that he suffered for the joys set before him. Though the pain was acute, God was still in control, and the plan was still on track. Jesus knew his death was imminent, and though his disciples did not grasp it, Jesus pointed again beyond the grave. He mentioned his resurrection in verse 32. And after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. In the hours ahead, the disciples would surely feel the guilt and shame of abandoning Jesus. But he left them with something to hold them up in the dark hours. He would see them again. They would be together in Galilee. The risen Christ would be there waiting for them. The ever-bold and self-assured Peter tried to rebuke Jesus by claiming that he would never, ever abandon Jesus. Now, Peter's self-assurance was admirable here. No doubt he sincerely meant it. But Peter said more than actually he was able to back up. He talked the talk without the power to walk the walk. Jesus knew that, and he told him so. Truly I tell you, tonight before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's words reveal his dismay. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Still adamant about his perceived faithfulness. And Matthew tells us in this gospel that all the disciples really said the same thing. No one there with Jesus believed they would abandon him in his hour of need. Moments later, however, not one of them could stay awake long enough to pray. The spirit may be willing, but the flesh is often so weak. As Jesus and his disciples finished their last supper, Jesus predicted their abandonment, but they all denied it. Though Jesus knew they still would, he continued on his course. and would now go to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray and wait for what was to come. (coughs) <coughs> now the next point in this lesson is the son of man trusting god's plan and we find this in matthew chapter 26 verses 36 to 46 then jesus came with them to a place called called gethsemane and he told the disciples sit here while i go over there and pray taking along peter and the two sons of zebedee he began to be sorrowful and troubled He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and prayed. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, (coughs) so couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go, see my betrayer is near. (coughs) Now, two gardens actually play a role in our salvation. The Garden of Eden, where sin entered into the world, and then the Garden of Gethsemane, where sin met its match with Jesus. Now, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve failed to obey God's command and ushered sin into the world. And at the end of His earthly ministry, we see Jesus enter the Garden of Gethsemane. There, He succeeded where Adam had failed, obeying so that that uh, uh, He was obedient, so that many would be made righteous. Jesus clearly was in distress in the garden after asking the disciples to sit while he went over to pray. He took Peter, James, and John, the three in his inner circle, and revealed his very heart to them. He was deeply grieved to the point of death. All he asked was that they stay awake with him. That should have been an easy request, given their prior insistence that they would never leave him. Yet when Jesus needed his friends the most, they couldn't even stay awake to keep him company. (coughs) Jesus fell face down in prayer and cried out to his father in desperation, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was not trying to circumvent the plan. He was simply asking if this was the only way. But he knew there was only one path, and he accepted it as the will of God. Jesus knew the cup of wrath of God for sin was going to be poured out on him on the cross. He knew he would face it alone. He did that for us. Jesus returned to his disciples to find they couldn't stay awake for one hour. Jesus urged Peter and the others to pray so that they wouldn't enter into temptation. In our darkest hours, prayer makes the difference, because in it we put our dependence on God. Jesus went away again to pray for a second time, moving from praying for the cup to pass to accepting that it won't. Your will be done. Going back to his disciples, he again found them asleep. So he went a third time to pray and returned to find his friend still sleeping. But then the time for praying and watching had gone. The betrayer was now approaching. (coughs) Excuse me. The Son of Man exercises restraint as our last point, and we find that in Matthew chapter 26, verses 47 to 56. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs was with him from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign, the one I kiss, he's the one, arrest him. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Friend, Jesus asked him, why have you come? Then they came up, to, took hold of Jesus and arrested him. At that moment, one of those with Jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword. He struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Then Jesus told him, Put your sword back in its place, because all who take up the sword will will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call on my Father, and he will provide me here and now with more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Jesus was still speaking with his disciples when Judas brought the mob armed with swords and clubs. They came from the chief priests and elders of the people. They were there to arrest Jesus. Jesus did not, but Jesus did not stand out. Jesus told the mob beforehand, "Look the one that I kiss he's the one. either it was too dark or just, or Jesus just simply blended in with the disciples." But the only way the mob could identify him was one, was from one of his own, Judas. When Judas approached Jesus with a kiss, Jesus was actually ready. A kiss from a disciple to a rabbi was really a sign of honor. But in this case, it was actually the opposite. Judas did not honor Jesus. He betrayed him. Jesus' response, Friend, why have you come? It's not easy to understand. Friend was sometimes used for a table companion. Perhaps Jesus was rebuking Judas, reminding him of how he sat at Jesus' table with him. Whatever the case, Jesus knew why Judas came. And Jesus let Judas know he knew. The Gospel writer Matthew said a disciple drew a sword. Now John's account said that this that th- this one was Peter. Peter struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Now Luke also adds that Jesus healed the ear as an act of grace. Perhaps Peter thought this ta- his time to prove himself had come, but Jesus rebuked Peter. Jesus people, do not, Jesus' people do not live by the sword. The anger of man never achieves the righteousness of God. Jesus had legions of angels at his beck and call, yet he refused to call upon the Father for their assistance. Jesus showed immense restraint because he knew his arrest needed to happen. He addressed the crowd asking why they came with weapons as if he was a violent threat. But Jesus knew these events happened so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled, especially those of the suffering servants seen in Isaiah chapter 53. After Jesus submitted to his arrest, his disciples fled. Another prophecy fulfilled, the shepherd was struck and the sheep scattered. With a kiss, Judas betrayed Jesus and the Messiah gave himself up, showing immense restraint because it was God's will as seen in Scripture. Though in the Garden of Eden, Adam chose to follow his own way in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus submitted excuse me, let me say that again though in the Garden of Eden Adam actually chose to follow his own way but in the Garden of Gethsemane Jesus submitted to his father's plan when Jesus died on the cross he paid the penalty for our sin that we all deserve and those born in the likeness of Adam because then we have been saved through the sacrifice of Jesus We actually embrace suffering as we follow in the footsteps of our Savior, whose mission was to seek and save the lost. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and I just lift up the sick and hurting, that you would be with them and touch them in your own special way and restore them. And I pray, Lord, for the sick and lost in this world, that you would send the Holy Spirit to them, And guide us to them, Lord, so that we might share this loving story of our Savior who laid down his life for us to purify us from our sin. Lord, I ask that you send the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us this week. And and Jesus, we thank you for saving us from our sin. And look forward to the day when you return and we can be with you. Words in Jesus' precious name that I pray. Amen.